Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Psalm 123, 124, and 125. Psalm 123 says, To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us. Our souls has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. And so, the uh, the psalmist here is is saying i lift my eyes to you i shift my focus to you i pour out myself to you just as a servant lives in this state of readiness to serve ready to act ready to move so do my eyes look to you, Lord. How often can we really say that? How often can we really say that our eyes are looking to the Lord, ready to act, ready to move, ready to serve, ready to go, ready to give? If the Lord says, are we even listening? If the Lord says to give, would we give? Give to a stranger, give to a church, give to a family member. If the Lord says move, will we move? If the Lord says do, will we do? A lot of times I think people feel unassigned. They feel like God isn't speaking and he's not commissioning. And we should never feel that way. And I believe if we stare at the hand of God as our master, then then we will never feel that way. I've been in ministry, well, I've been in full-time ministry for seven, almost eight years. And in that time, I have never once felt like the Lord wasn't giving me work to do. It's been different work all along the way. But when you stare at his hand like a servant to the master, then there's always work to be done. And notice specifically that it says, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress. 
the significance behind even the hand is that a servant is not only in a state of readiness, okay? That's step one. We're not even ready half the time. We are lounged in the living room in the Lazy Boy recliner, and it's going to take a move of God to even get our attention, okay? And God's His eyes are roaming around the earth looking for people that are looking to Him. And so the reason you may feel unassigned is, is it's not God's choice. It's just that he's got things that need to be done. Guys, the world is ending soon. We don't have forever. Okay? He's holding back, ending this whole thing for just another person's salvation, for just another person's salvation, for just another person's salvation. And when he needs something done, he doesn't t- have time to fetch you out of the lazy boy recliner. If you are unassigned, if you don't know what the Lord is telling you to do, and I don't just mean in big callings like pastor, teacher, leader, business owner. I mean everyday assignments. Don't just ride off of that. I'm a pastor. Good for you. I'm a teacher. I'm a business owner. I'm a mother. These are amazing callings. But now every day, I'm talking when you woke up today, did you go did you go stare at his hand? What is it today, Lord? What is it today? That's the posture that the psalmist was saying. That's the posture we have. We're staring at your hand. And you know why they were staring at his hand? Because a servant is so humble and lowly to the master that the master can point. Are you are you with me today? <laughs> The master can gesture and the servant hops to it and goes. Right? Need not even say a word. But that's not on the master. That's the attentiveness on the servant. Right? See, our problem is we're in the lazy boy recliner in the living room with the TV's volume set to 80 and a bowl of cheese puffs in our lap. And God never tells me to do anything. We expect God to come in there like Stone Cold Steve Austin and (laughs) shout at you and what to do and you know, kick those cheese puffs out of your hand and throw back that lazy boy recliner and commission you to Africa. You don't want to go to Africa. You don't want to go talk to your neighbor about Jesus. You got 15 seconds between what you're streaming now and what you'll be streaming then, and you're probably not going to move in those 15 seconds. Seriously, if we want to be used by God, we're going to have to start staring at the hand of the master. Staring at the hand. God, if you move, I move. Remember, I believe it's Elijah who said it, and don't quote me on it. I'm just prompted by the Spirit to say it. So if it wasn't Elijah, it was somebody else, and they were, they're fantastic. But I believe it's Elijah, he says. He's trying to hear from God. And there's all these signs and wonders and all these mighty things that happen. Earthquakes. You know. And he keeps saying over and over again, and God wasn't in it, and God wasn't in it. And then behold, there was a gentle whisper, and the Lord spoke. 
right? See, in order to hear a gentle whisper, you have to get real quiet with the Lord. He has to have all of your attention. In order to see the the slightest of gesture of the hand, you have to be staring at the master's fingers waiting for his commission, waiting for his order, attentive, ready. What is it, Lord? You want me to give, I'll give. You want me to go, I'll go. You want me to say, I'll save. Where do you want me? And it's not always, it's not, it's always, not always going to be bad. It's always going to be big. Sometimes it's rather mundane. The master's work for you, right? Master's work for you, maybe. Go spend the day with your son. He needs you right now. He needs you. Go relieve your spouse from their responsibilities. Go take the broom out of their hand. Go wash the dishes. Go do the laundry. That's what your family needs today. It may be Go knock on the door of your neighbor. Ask them if they want to come over for dinner. Call the friend that you know is struggling. Ask them how their day was. Send $50. You know, it's so easy to give money. It's ridiculous now, right? Venmo. You know, (laughs) send $50 to someone today. Maybe they don't even necessarily need it, but they'll feel love through it. We've got to be ready to act. We've got to be ready to act. And so then at 124, it says, If the Lord had not been on our side, if the Lord was not on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was, anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. What they're saying, what the psalmist is saying here is just a continued posture of humility. You know, the only reason I'm standing here is because of God. And if God hadn't been standing with me, I wouldn't be standing here at all. We need to maintain that confession. If it weren't for God, I would be nothing. I would be nothing. If we can maintain that confession, it keeps us in the lowly, humble posture. Like that of a servant staring at the master's hand. Right? Knowing that I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to ever leave your side. I need you. Our help is in the name of the Lord. He made heaven. He made earth. Everything around me. He handcrafted it. He formed it. He forged it. He put fingerprints on the end of my fingers. He's marked me as his own. Uniquely different than anyone else. Where would I go? I need you. We need this reverence and this submission before the Lord our God. Psalm 125, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, 
which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. From the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. You know, it's interesting. Um, so many of the things the Bible talks about. You know, the Bible speaks of scientific matters. I'm teaching a course on this right now in our seminary. And the um, Bible teaches about almost every field and form of science. And what these authors were inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak about scientific matters that they would have had no possible way of knowing. Yet they spoke about them thousands of years before um, even scientists could wrongly predict them. And then until modern day scientists are sometimes getting some of the things right that God had already spoken, such as things like the stars being innumerable and how the earth is spherical. These things were spoken by men of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and then later are being proven true, you know. It's interesting, though, even things like this chapter where there's a, a something given here that's uh, geographical. And you got to think, you know, they didn't Google this. You know, it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was, it was maintained in, in their knowledge. It was passed down from generation to generation. There was this understanding and that they seen it with their own eyes and they believed it, but that there was mountains that surrounded Jerusalem, literal mountains. And, and, and so they, they knew that the Lord had, had put them basically in the, in the center of the surrounding of walls as a form of protection, but that spiritually that all who trust in the Lord, that, that they are surrounded not just by these mountains, but by the Lord Himself, who made the mountains as a time of as a, as a form of protection, and it's it's amazing just geographically. Even if you look into this and you study and you just go and you know I can't wait for the day that I get to go in person. I haven't been, you know, I want to go in person to walk these places and see it with my own eyes. But even as you you know, we live in a blessed time where we can research and look up things. And I was reading this this morning and began to look up pictures of the mountains that surround Jerusalem. And it's pretty cool just how you see it as basically like a surrounding of walls, but they're not, they're not made by, they're not like walls of Jericho. They're not made by human hands. God made these mountains as a form of protection. If God can make a city for his people to dwell in, and he thought, in advance, when he was creating the world, that he was going to surround that city where his people would eventually go with mountains so that it would be more difficult for uh, people, the enemy, to come in and disturb them. If God can have that level of attentiveness, even into the landscape and even into geography, even, you know, how much, how much more can we trust him that he is surrounding my life? That the scepter of wickedness won't rest on the land allotted to the righteous. Like what God has for me and what God's given me, it's safe. Glory to God, it's safe. 
He's looking out for me. And Lord, we pray that you would do good to those who are doing good. To those of us who are upright in heart, would you bless us, Lord? Because we know that those who turn aside and they are led by their own flesh's sinful desires and they follow after crooked ways, we know that you'll lead away. Peace be upon your people.